SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Well, let's uh, welcome our first A-team guest, Dr. Champion Nyoni, who's senior researcher and lecturer at the School of Nursing at the University of the Free State. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Nyoni. Thank you so much for having me. Sure, Dr. Nyoni, you're in that province where a lot has been happening. Shut down Mangawung is uh, right in the heart of your province. How are things there? How are things this evening? Yeah, it seems to be a bit unstable. Uh, so, so we yeah, So, it, where I am, I'm also quite reliant on the radio and the community on what's going on. It seems a bit unstable. Um, from what you hear, there are negotiations going on. Hopefully, there should be some peace in the near future. But it's it's a bit uncomfortable. Have you at the university been able to continue with uh, uh, conducting lectures? Yeah, so the university is now more on a blended learning approach. So most of the classes are online, and this has been happening because of the COVID um, situation. Um, it's only students that really need to be in at the university, for example, in practical sessions that need to come through, but the rest of our sessions are actually online. Um, so that has been quite a, um, um, a, a salvation that there hasn't been so much of disruptions in terms of classroom because of the um, protests. Well, uh, at least a blended learning is one thing that we are now accustomed to, although it also has its own hindrances. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, with load shedding, our infrastructure in South Africa, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. connections not always good, but it, it's a way forward. It's a way forward. We are talking about the future of nursing and mm-hmm. it being a bright future. But before we even get to it being a bright future, Dr. Ma- uh, Nyoni, I, mm-hmm. I think it's very imperative for us to, to speak about the current uh, people who are in the nursing profession. Uh, and uh, and I think it's imperative purely because when the pandemic hit, they were those that we called frontline workers, medical frontline workers, and they were faced with the daily challenge. A year and some uh, months later, they are still in the same position. How are you able to, as the School of Nursing at the University of Free State, how are you able to, 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 to comfort and give solace to those on the ground and also give hope to those who are studying in this field? And you know what, what you're mentioning is, is a reality. And a lot of the issues that came quite strongly with advent of the COVID, for example, the resource limitations, the PPE stuff, it's all the issues that, in my experience, have been part of the nursing discourse for a long time. Nurses have been talking about the limited resources in our setting, the infrastructure that's not good enough, even the numbers. Um, and, and the issues of numbers, it's not only a South African story. I mean, globally, we're looking at a nursing deficit of about 13 million. So, so looking at working from a negative, having a pandemic in place, and getting the people on the call face to do something about it is, is really quite a, a, a big challenge. And, and we've seen how their mental health has, has been tested. We have never seen this high number of people that are actually booked off and, and can't cope anymore because of the current challenges that they're facing. At, at our school, we, we deal predominantly with the students and also 
with some of our clinical facilitators that work with the students in, in the ward setting. And I must say that it really takes a lot to move the lecturers to, to believe that there is hope, to move with the students to embrace the contributions that they're making and the change that they're doing within the health system. Um, and also the, the nurses on the ground, that, that they, they, this is the situation, this is the calling, and this is what we are called to do. But it's really, uh, to be quite honest with you, a huge challenge, especially when the resources don't seem to get better. Um, and, and, and even when we move on to the phase of the vaccine, that it doesn't seem to be moving as fast as we hope it would. Mm, you know, I love the fact that you say it's a calling, but this calling is also a profession. And mm. and it needs to be enticing to young stars. It needs to be enticing um, because we are, as a society, reliant on healthcare workers. Yeah. And the more of them we have, the, the ratio of patient to um, the healthcare workers, especially in the public facilities, is going to be a better ratio as opposed mm. to what we see right now. So. Let's talk about the future of nursing. Uh, um, to, to be quite honest, I just wanted to cycle back on what you're saying on how do we make the profession, you know, attractive to the mm. young, to the young, because that's where that's where the future generation actually is. Because what what we see coming through does not really bring them on board. But what we learned, um, particularly within some of the uh, areas in South Africa, that are quite an example uh, for the continent on how the nurses managed to innovate and work within the limited resources to deal with the patients that they have. And this is what uh, is part of some of our focus in our research moving forward to say, how do we harness this level of innovation and this level of genius in redirecting and repositioning nursing as we reposition healthcare uh, post-COVID? Um, and how do we use this type of, of, of genius in, in, in attracting people within our profession and in retaining people in our profession and working towards creating this positive work environment? And, and one of the strategies that seems quite clear is that it's not a nursing, um, and then this is my opinion, it's not a nursing um, only job to keep and retain nurses because nurses do not work on their own within the health system. It's a collaborative environment. And if all the other professionals are also coming on board and fighting for a better working environment, an environment with resources, not only for nurses, but for everybody. And once you work in a good space, you know how you, you get to feel good, you get to contribute better, and eventually even your health outcomes for your patient and even for yourself get to be improved. I can go on about this, but I think really it's it's no longer an issue of looking at one single profession and expecting miracles from them, but it's how do we work as a team within these professions in advocating for and, and bringing this teamwork and bringing better health service to the people that we work with. Dr. Manyoni, in, in terms of the future, now let's go to the future. You say that the future of nursing is bright. Mm-hmm. Um, amidst the challenges that you have cited, Sorry? What, amidst the challenges that you have cited, what makes the future so bright? I, I mean, relatively, if you look at the, the progression of our profession from where we come from, I mean, we, we come from a, an area where we were 
looked at as an altruistic profession, uh, not even a profession, you know, giving yourself to public good and you're being treated as everything else that people think, to where we are in terms of looking at the professionalization of the of the uh, profession, to looking at how we have worked towards articulating our, our own education system within the general higher education system, the recognition of our qualifications and the nurses with specialist qualifications within our country. And this, uh, the new director in which we are working towards in strengthening the education of the of, of our uh, current nurses, the continuing professional development of the nurses, just only in South Africa, um, uh, creates a system where we are we know where we are going and we, where we are going looks very good. Um, and and going back to cycle on how do we uh, strengthen these innovations in COVID? For example, at our university, we have strengthened the development of online learning and innovative e-learning for the nurses that are in practice such that they can start to upgrade and uh, and, and, and uh, update themselves in these various locations, not only in South Africa, but spreading such programs um, to the rest of Africa. So for me, this is progress. For me, this is where the profession should be going to. We do not have to wait for a pandemic to retrain people on how to deal with pandemic, but let's harness this abilities and have this knowledge to our nurses within their uh, fingerprints. So this is stuff that we couldn't have done, but the COVID has really pushed us to look at all these innovations. And for me, that gives a direction for the profession um, to make it better. And it's been highlighted that the role of nurses within the healthcare system is really quite strong. And, And cleverly, how do we harness that and keep Well, A-teamers, I'd love to hear from you if you are in the nursing profession or one of your children is considering going into this profession. What are the things that you look forward to in becoming a nurse? And what are some of the challenges, if you are already in uh, the nursing profession, that you feel should be alleviated um, to make the future of nursing much more brighter? Call in on 011-7142006 or WhatsApp 0614-104107. SMSs go to 41391. I've got Anonymous on the line. Atima Anonymous, good evening. Good evening to you, my darling. You we, me we, have, back. we have missed you. We have missed you. <laughs> and, and I you missed your show too. You didn't send any treats, you, you know, after no, Ramadan. I don't have all those eat. modern facilities. I'm living in the dark days of apartheid. <laughs> <laughs> What's your contribution? Oh, I've gone old now. I've got eyesight problems. I can't punch on the fine print. Mm. But too many now. I have to look for the big prints now. Ah, no, I, I get you. I have you to use totally. a binocular. I have to use all these things now. Mm. So, what's your contribution oh, on okay, our my discussion? My contribution. I hope Mr. Mioni uh, is a bird like is Zulu. Don't run away when he hears my contribution. <laughs> no. I'm joking with the doctor. Uh, um, I just want to say to the doctor, you know, in hospitals, like in the farm, in the rural areas, are not well kept because equipments are broken. It's not the nurse's problem. It's not the doctor's problem. It's not anyone's problem. It's just that it doesn't. The, the person who's in charge of these equipments are not efficient enough to repair those equipments and make sure that their facilities are there for the public. Because when we go to the hospital and we need to use those facilities like the ECG machines, they're not working. And they don't have another one to stand on standby. So how are you going to assist the public without, how is the nurse or the doctor or anyone's going to assist the public without mm. facilities, without proper facilities? And all mm-hmm. the broken stuff 
from other hospitals have been repaired and given to the people in the rural area. Thank you for I the contribution. I think we must have proper facilities, you know. Thank you very much, Anonymous. Let's allow Bye-bye. Dr. Nyoni to respond. <laughs> and it's a, it's a very brilliant point. I will not fly away like the bird. <laughs> uh, I think what, what Anonymous is, is really talking about goes back to the point of healthcare resources and how healthcare resources is not necessarily, I, want, I don't want to say it's a nursing problem, it's a healthcare problem that affects predominantly the nurses purely because we are the largest uh, our profession in, 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 in the world in, in healthcare, and we have to be at the front line with our patients. At times, we're even seen as incompetent because we do not have the resources where we're working from. And and this is what, if you, if you remember when we started our conversation, that these have been the issues that have been part of the nursing discourse for a long time. To even talk that there's no PPE, not even worrying about that there's no thermometer, there's no this for, for operation. So it's more of a systems issue, more than just one profession looking at it. And how do we bring these issues to the table and being discussed within um, uh, at, at health systems level to bring up not at, from grassroots right up to top management to look at how do we create a, a system that creates an equitable distribution from both within the, the rural setting and also within the urban setting because it's also clear that even in urban setting there's this disparity where some uh, settings do not have uh, the same level of equipment and their functionality but it's, it's, it's like I'm pointing out it's a health systems issue to be strengthened and I think nurses do have a voice and influence in the health systems and because of the experience in COVID we're hoping that the discussions are even stronger to look at how we replace this equipment and make the systems work better. Well, the nurses do need a louder voice, and I mm-hmm. think um, in order for the future to be bright, not only for the nurses in their profession, but also for the public that um, needs their services, we, we all need to continue talking about this until the powers that be do hear us. Now, uh, Dr. Nyoni, you are the first uh, University of Free State staff member and the only third African to win the prestigious Sigma Emerging Nurse Researcher slash Scholar Award. That's a great yep. accolade. Um, uh, talk to us about how you got to this uh, level and got this absolutely amazing award. <laughs> yeah, so, so Sigma is a global nursing organization uh, based in the United States. So for that particular award, um, you need to be nominated uh, from your continent um, based on the level of research that you do and your engagement within nursing scholarship. So what are you doing and what's the impact of what you do within the work environment where you are? So my nomination was sent in supported by the university and some of the colleagues in the African region. And then that was then evaluated at a high-level panel um, with the global stakeholders. And then the announcement was made um, only in 2020 last year. that I got the, the nomination and the award. So that was quite a thrilling event uh, for our, our institution and also for the nursing fraternity in South Africa to show that the quality and the level of research and scholarship in, 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 in what we do here is not only just local, but it has got impact within 
within the continent. So it was quite an interesting accolade. Well, with that accolade, I think it would be befitting for you to talk to us about the research that you have gone into um, around the two established niche areas uh, within nursing. So, so um, at our School of Nursing, we we predominantly work within the niche area of nursing education and also in health communication. And my area of interest is in learning and enhancing uh, teaching and learning for nursing students in various modalities. Um, we work within curriculum development. We work within student placement and community engagement. We are recently now moving towards um, virtual reality within uh, nursing education and how we can harness theories within gamification in transforming students' learning. We're collaborating within that very same space uh, with uh, researchers in the region and also uh, in Europe and America on issues around professional identity in nursing, for example, where we are concerned in looking at how do we enhance the nurse within the health space and how do students, you know, act like, feel like, and come out as a nurse. We know the general public outcry that the nurses of today are not the same as the nurses of yesteryear. How do we work towards bringing that quality um, of identifying one as a nurse and, and you know, uh, being a nurse? So that's the one level or angle of research that we are working in. And within the health communication niche, we are looking at how do we establish mechanisms that enhance the readability of um, education materials for patients with chronic illnesses and how do we uh, structure it in such a way that what we get to communicate with the patients at clinic level, at hospital level, gets clear and result in improved health outcomes. So these are the two main established research areas within the school. And in the future, we're looking now at establishing research around reproductive maternal and uh, pediatric health care. And so there's lots of uh, work that is moving uh, towards that light. Well, uh, it seems that the future definitely is bright, and I do hope that the work that you're doing at the University of the Free State in collaboration with other institutions in the continent and globally is going to filter into our hospitals and clinics, uh, both private and public. Dr. Nyoni, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for showcasing our profession in good light.